Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Channel Live. It's a big match preview here with Wallin Muller Mendez on a uh, on, on your first evening on Maritime Men- uh, Maritime Radio. Maritime Mendez. <laughs> That's my nickname on a weekend, actually. Um, uh, my name is Louis Mendez. Uh, joining me in the studio here at the Valley, fresh from his escapades. Don't talk to me about that. On the filed coast in Blackpool, is Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, still, still fuming. Still fuming. Really? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. only just got back <laughs> a few hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, joining the pair of us uh, in the studio here at the Valley is Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nathan? <laughs> living the dream, loving the dream. Living, loving the dream. Yeah, yeah. A bit wet out there, isn't it? A bit wet. <laughs> got a nice laugh when I got in. Yeah, it was soaking wet when you when you come walking out. I didn't even realise it was raining. I've been here for hours. Uh, on tonight's show, uh, we will be hearing from a Mr. Carl Robertson, as of course yesterday the transfer window slammed shut, as they like to say on Sky Sports News uh, at eleven o'clock. Uh, and our business was concluded for the uh, for the season. Uh, fairly positive business, in my humble opinion. But we'll hear what Carl Robertson made from it uh, and we'll hear what you guys make of it as well uh, we'll hear from uh, from Carl on uh, Nikki and Jose the return thereof I can hear hashtag Oliver K crying somewhere in the background with joy uh, we're, we're also going to talk about uh, the takeover uh, try and give a little update on it not that we know much more than anyone else um discuss our trips to Blackpool and uh, their various merits if we get time uh, and of course look ahead to this Saturday's game with uh, Oxford United here at the Valley uh, obviously because the transfer window has slammed shut I've just put out on Twitter we want to know what, what you guys have made of our business this January so you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive there's a thread on the Charlton Live forum for tonight so if you want to have your say on the business that the club has done during January uh, we're interested to, to know what you what you thought of that but first things first let's hear from Carl Robinson uh, obviously like I say the transfer window did shut yesterday and he was given his thoughts to BBC Radio Ken's Tony Hutt Carl the January transfer window is shut has the last month been a roller coaster of emotions for you with so much speculation regarding comings and goings <laughs> yeah um, I just didn't sleep much last night which, which is strange I think I'm still so the adrenaline of the day obviously of we had a number of things late on that we uh, that we turned down, um, and it was important that we uh, we kept everyone here. Uh, took bravery to say no to things. Um, I think things in the past might have been it might have been a yes maybe, um, but we we hung on to onto our players, which is which is brilliant. On that subject, you've been able to keep one of the club's brightest prospects in Esri Conser. How difficult was that? Yeah, it was difficult. Uh, there's a management aspect of it now that we that we have to go through. Obviously, uh, I think it, it, when everyone's something close to achieving a Premier League sort of status in some ways as a player, it's always difficult to to sort of to get that in your head. But for the right reasons, we feel that if he gets us promoted, um, he's more of a in some ways he's a he's a bigger asset of it as a Championship player playing than what he is in, in League One. But fundamentally, I think if you look at it, we knew we, we brought in five loans. I was told by the owner the problem with selling them is it's such late notice. We knew we couldn't buy anybody, so we just felt that he said to me, "If you can bring, if you can get rid of him, you can get a loan. Is it a possibility?" I said, "We can't bring any more loans in." He said, "Well, he's not for sale," and that was that was the conversation, and that was that was where we were at. And uh, it's brave, uh, but we keep our one of what you class as probably our biggest asset. Uh, there's two Tariq, Josh McGuinness. There's three or four. Things that could have materialised way later on that didn't, which for me is a tremendous testament to what I always wanted. And it's nice that when a manager asks for things, he, he gets he gets it. 
So there were other inquiries for your players? Yeah, I, I was planning a very quiet day and all of a sudden 10.30, as you know, I wasn't, I wasn't well and I, I got about 14 missed calls by about quarter nine and uh, as you can imagine, I thought, oh no. And uh, we met, we uh, met in Continental in, in the O2 and we, we, we set up base there and we came across to the valley about four o'clock and, and just concluded one or two things that, that, that hopefully weren't going to happen. And uh, I, want to th- I want to publicly put on record once you thank Stephen Garland and since he's come in the building. I think when you see the recruitment protocol that we've gone through, I think he, he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, I know he's a, he's a pro-licensed coach and he's coached at every level, but to go into a new role and to adapt himself, we were even talking last night with the press lads that he's really sort of fell into that role, he's, he's, he's good with people and uh, he said he knows what a good player looks like and uh, I want to thank him uh, for the work that he's done as well. Yeah, it was it came and went very quickly, so I think if he was being fit it would have been a lot longer. If he would have been fit, I think it would have been a lot longer. And this is just me interesting vote on how important to keep I'm not gonna say what football because I don't wanna it, it was massively important, but we turned down a substantial bid. Um everyone can speculate who that was uh, that was from. But uh, it, it was real. And uh, I didn't feel we could replace that type of player so quickly, um, and that was that was the end of the deal. Who says no to these deals? Is that Roland or is that Roland? Okay, right. And, and is that via Richard Murray? I spoke to Roland uh, via email with Stephen Gallen yesterday. More than I've ever spoke to him. Uh, there was Richard Murray who was fight. He was fighting obviously on the Charlton side of it. Um, the lads were in there when we when we were email, when we were getting receiving emails. Very clear, very precise. Nope, he stays. Or one of them was, what do you think? What do you want to do? Uh, well, I want to keep him, stays. Alvarez, I think it's right that we keep him, he can stay. That was it, and uh, that was the. Yeah, it's a hard to get up when it comes to No, no, it's probably easier for me. I imagine a scout trying to speak to someone on the road, it doesn't really go down too well. Um, so I think even when I speak to the lads here, I think emails the way forward now. You can understand me better, especially when, I don't, when I've got a cold. There's Carl Robinson speaking about the end of the January transfer window. Slam shut at 11 o'clock last night. I mean, the club confirmed that our business had been concluded uh, just before then. Apologies, of course, for the uh, the sound quality there. They, they don't put microphones on the journalists, so when Jake from the news shop is talking, you can't hear him, so I boost it, but then you just hear don't know, weird noise. So, uh, so sorry about that, but I think that got the point across. So, you know, just an overall summary, Tom, the end of January, we've lost Ricky Holmes. We've, uh, you know, we've lost, you know, Carlin's gone on loan to Crawley, Aaron Barnes has gone out to Colchester. Uh, incomings, we've seen Steffi Mavadidi, Michael Zyro, Sully Kai Kai, uh, all on loan. And of course, Nicky jo- uh, Jose has been recalled from his loan. So that's what's gone in. That's what's gone out. Overall, cons have stayed. Happy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I think in the in the short term we're stronger. Um, I know how much of a, a big player Ricky was, but I think if we're being honest, he hadn't looked himself for the last few games that he'd played, and he was being double marked a lot of the games as well. But I also think maybe his head was was no longer here, um, uh, and you know if he's not in that frame of mind, then it, he probably wasn't right for the club anymore. Um, I think the players that have come in all are gonna going to offer something we spoke about Zyro briefly last week I don't know too much about him but from what people have said he, he could be an exciting prospect Sully Kai Kai a little bit more um, I know him from his days at Cambridge United and I know that's a, a division or two lower but he he looks like an exciting player uh, Konza Stein's obviously a massive bonus as well um, and I mean we were just talking then off air the club have posted a photo showing the the number of people we've got per position. I think when you look at that, it's a it's a strong squad. As I say, it is the short term because they're loans and looking ahead to the takeover next season, we're, we're going to need more transition and more change again. But I think it's a squad that's more than capable of making the playoffs now. Nathan, in the position we were in where we knew that we weren't going to be able to spend money on permanent signings, I guess this is... <coughs> Probably as much as we could have hoped for, especially considering other than Holmes, who you know, like, start, you know let's not forget he is, a, he is a great player, Ricky Holmes, and he has done a lot for us over the last eighteen months. But you know, he was slightly <laughs> off form when he left, and we and we we feel like we've bought in players who, on paper, could replace him. Surely Kai Kai from from Palace is meant to be decent. So, considering the the, the way he had restrictions on him, Carl Robinson, do you think mm-hmm. he, he'll be pleased with what he's got? I mean, yeah. you heard it there; he was. Yeah, I think all, all things considered, I think. It's, I, I think it's a very good window. I mean, 
exactly what Tom said. You know, Ricky <clears throat> uh, throughout his time had won us games on his own, uh, some games, but with the two replacements that we have got, which is with Soleil and um, obviously Zyro, it's a different way of playing as well. I think sometimes when we had Ricky Holmes, our play was so predictable. It was a case of mm. we'll get it, switch it to the left, jail overlap, Richie, R- Ricky will either play it down the side, he'll just cut in and try and have a shot. It was so predictable, whereas these ones are a bit of an unknown sort of commodity really. And I think it's, Look, I think a lot of people will be um, looking forward to Saturday to see what we can bring, especially uh, like you said, Sully and obviously Zaro Mavadidi. We know what he's about, but mm. I think we've got so much those that six now without Clarkey, mm. but that six now is very strong. So we can only uh, and, and of hope. course Fossey's coming back as well. Exactly, which is, yeah. You know, cliche time. It's like a new signing, and, yeah. and he was excellent when he when I was so looking because I think he was going to start at Blackpool, so I was really looking forward to that. Um, obviously, yesterday was specifically transfer deadline day. Um, as the day progressed, you know, it started off quite quiet, really, on a Charlton front. It was only sort of uh, where Richard Corley tweeted there was still half a chance with, with Esri Konza going, um, and then we, we saw a little bit of interest for. Uh, Josh McGuinness from Bolton, which, which didn't, uh, you know, they, they ended up selling Gary Medine to Cardiff. So, so we saw that thinking, oh, oh dear, are they mm. going to come back in for him or, or anything like that? But it sounds like there was never going to be any any way for us to replace him. Uh, it's a very, uh, Carl mentioned there, there was a very brief uh, bit of interest in, uh, in, in Tariq Fossu as well, but he said that came and went very quickly, I assume, when we turned around and said no. Yeah. Um, but I mean, cons are the first one. When, when we saw, I mean, Carl joked on, on, on Saturday after the postponement at Blackpool that he, he was ill, although it turns out he is ill, but, and his phone was broken. Uh, and, you know, so at that time I thought, I think there is half a chance we might keep him here. And, and obviously whatever happened, it sounds like bids came in throughout the day. Nothing, nothing came of it. Yeah, and I think uh, that's a big statement, you know. Um, a lot of people are worried about the, the asset stripping. And obviously when Holmes went, there was a... Is Roland looking to cash in on everything he can before he sells? I think the fact we haven't, uh, whether Roland wanted to get rid of him or not, the fact that he hasn't gone is obviously a great sign. Um, I've said I'm not sure personally whether he's Premier League ready yet, but I know Premier League clubs are on the radar and I probably expect him to go in the summer. I mean, maybe if we get promoted, we can convince him that a season in the Championship is going to help his development. But either way, we've now got him for the rest of the season and and unlike Ricky, who, who like Nafe says, has been fantastic for us, and I, and I don't want to discredit what he did for the club when he was here. But unlike that, Konza, his head seems in the right place still. He seems to be, you know, he's pulling out good performances still. He doesn't look like his head's been turned, and if he can keep that up for the rest of the year, it's a uh, it's a good um, a good thing for him because he. You know, Carl can say, "Well, go out there and do your thing," and people will be looking at you in the summer. So, yeah. Jake asked some good questions there during, during press day, where he, he was asking, "You know, who, who turns down the bids?" Because, like I said, we were all sort of preparing ourselves for it getting to transfer deadline day. Someone coming in and offering four million, and, and rather than going, <coughs> "Yeah, I'm not going to get four million when I'm gone," so I might as well take it now or something along those lines. So, the fact Carl sort of implied that there was communication, and between them, they all turned it down. Was, was, I, I don't know. I just found that quite interesting. I don't know if that that doesn't really. Sh- prove anything but mm. it wasn't really what I was expecting no you know when I, I expected Conza to go um, sort of I, I see that as the time went on I thought the price was getting higher and higher and the nearer it got to the end of the day I was thinking well maybe it won't but I did think it'll go through is there a correlation between the takeover and this I don't know because obviously if someone's near to obviously taking over then um Obviously, you want to keep your assets, but mm. I don't know. Who knows? I could be barking up the wrong tree. But yeah, I expected them to go. And I've, the interesting for me now is how Conza reacts. I think Cole mm. touched on it. Is is he is he going to is he going to be at the races? Do you know what I mean? Is his head going to be turned? Or I don't. He will still be professional. Don't get me wrong, but. Is his performance is going to suffer? That's what I'm very keen to see. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Sure, surely not. I mean, I think like he, he seems fairly level-headed, Conzo, and I'm surely he knows that he's a young lad, um, and this chance will come for him again at the, at the end of the season. Um, and, and you know, he has played every game. He's turned, he's turned up to every game. He's not like in, in the build-up to January he was mm. slowing down or anything uh, like that. Now, um, obviously, since uh, since uh, we didn't play on. Uh, on Saturday, and then therefore we didn't come in on Sunday to do a show and talk about um, the players that have come in since then. So we know we know in this window, Mavadidi, we've seen him already a couple of times this year. He's looking excellent. Uh, Michael Zyro now, obviously we, we've chatted about him coming in uh, this time last week. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure if he would have started or not. I've got the I've got the impression I don't think he was going to start if we had played Blackpool. But now we're a weaker 
a week along in training. So that'll be interesting to see whether he does start on, on, on Saturday. But Sully Kai Kai, now he's coming on loan from Palace. He came in on the Friday night, wasn't eligible to play uh, at Blackpool on Saturday if he'd gone ahead anyway. So, uh, But because he's, he's only just come in, so, so we, we can talk about him. Now, if he's, he's come on loan from Palace, mm-hmm. he's got a hat full of goals mm-hmm. at this level for Shrewsbury Town. Yeah, and um, I assume he's fit and raring to go. Um, and, the, you know, he's, he's going to have a task to get in front of um, a lot of people now. Obviously, you've got Mavadidi, Fosu, Cl- um, Marshall. So, yeah, it's interesting. It keeps us guessing. And I, I, I like, I'm looking forward to Saturday um, because it, it brings us, brings a, we don't really know what we're going to go with. I can't, will we give Marshall a rest? I don't know. But I'm looking forward. Kai Kai looks, from what I've seen, which, you know, is limited. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've scouted him every week. But he looks promising. I spoke to my little brother. He said he's promising. So we'll just have to wait and see. Very direct. But. Yeah. No, uh, Tom, your, your views on Kai coming? So there's a, there's a there's a guy who writes for Palace for South London Press who, who always seems to rave about him. Yeah, I, as I say, I saw him at, at Cambridge United. Um, I can't remember if they were still in the conference or if they were in League 2 by then, but I know it was obviously not League 1, so it was a, a step down. But uh, yeah, quick, exciting. As, as Nafe said, very direct. Um, both reference the goals he's got at, at Shrewsbury on loan. I think he was pretty much one in two there, so... Yeah, it's another option. And like we were all saying earlier, when you look at him, Fosu, Mavadidi, um, Zyro, Marshall, who's obviously come on a lot in the last few weeks and shown more attacking flair, even Clark, uh, sorry, Reeves, who, okay, hasn't been perhaps at his best, you know, offers something different. Mm. You've got Jose up there, again, offering something different. And McGuinness, who, you know, we, people have been critical of, and rightly so, because he hasn't scored in a while, but we know that he has goals in him. So there's there's just so many options up there. Um, yeah, it's exciting, and I personally, I think Kai Kai and Zyro probably start on the bench on Saturday. Um, sort of people we can then bring on uh, because we're three unbeaten, and you don't want to make too many changes. But yeah, it's just nice to have those <coughs> options on the bench as opposed to having to rely on the likes of Rico, who has come on and done well when he's been asked. But it's not really fair on someone like that. Yeah. Now we we, uh, we we'll talk about Nicky Jose in a little bit because we've got some audio from from Carl Robinson that we'll hear. Now in terms of outs, now uh, as we said, now Josh McGuinness was linked with a move to Bolton by Richard Corley, the South London Press sports editor. Um, I mean, do you think it was just too late in the day? Would you a surprise? I mean, because a lot of Charlton fans are looking at his, you know, he's struggling in terms of goals at the moment. Mm. I, I still say he does he does bring certain things to the team. I, I think his link up play is not not too bad. I think he's excellent defensively at set pieces, that sort of stuff. He has scored goals earlier on in the season, so obviously Phil, I think it's Phil, still Phil Parkinson up there, isn't it? Bolton obviously yeah. sees something in him that makes him think he could play a higher level. I think um, as a striker, you're going to be judged on your goals, uh, and I think we've all defended Josh McGuinness a lot on this show. The, the longer it goes on without a goal, it gets harder and harder to defend him. Um, you know, and I'll admit as much as anyone that he needs to be scoring more goals for us, but he does do a hell of a lot of work elsewhere, and I know for some people that's not enough. Um, and as I say, the longer he goes without a goal, I, I start to see that point of view more and more. But the the point is, as you say there, if he'd have gone yesterday, well, then what do we do? Um, you know, it's fine saying, well, he doesn't score anyway, so let's get rid of him. But who are we going to have? Uh, you know, you can't necessarily then just rely on a Jose to have to play up there on his own. Or Zyro, who at this stage is a bit of an unknown quantity for us. So, yeah, I'm glad he's still here. Um, I'm just desperate to see him score and get back into that form, of course, not only for the team, but for him as well. But uh, like I say, now we're in a position where actually, if he is struggling, we can try someone else. And if they get goals, maybe it'll add a bit of competition and, and fire him up even more. And Fosu at the last minute, like say f- some sort of fleeting interest. I mean, you would it would have been hugely disappointing to see him go after after he's just we've had to do without him for so long, and he's just come back and, and looked really good again. Yeah, no, it would have been a shame. But the difficulty is, is with the obviously Josh and uh, Fosu, if we sold someone that, that you know what what was it ten off ten or something, unless we had something in place, which it couldn't have been a permanent because Roland's already said or whoever said can't we can't have a permanent. We've got five loans already, so it means if we did sell one of those or anyone else, we would have had to get a loan in. But then you one of one of the loanees would have had to miss that missed out on the uh, match day squad, so it's pretty pretty pointless. So. Um, I was pretty confident, really, any sort of late interest that was coming in. It was only Konza I was worried about. Um, and then, because I thought maybe, you know, we've got Bauer and Lennon's back now. And so, um, yeah, that was the only one I was worried about. But you will always get the little flow. You see mm. some silly ones going around about, I don't know, what was it? What one's going around? A Rebo and yeah, but know, just people probably Jackson up. to Barcelona was knocking about <laughs> somewhere. I don't know, yeah. it's all silly, but yeah, it's people I'm glad. Make- 
glad it's done now. Yeah, uh, uh, people that did go out. So uh, we, we have lost Aaron Barnes, young right back, gone to Colchester. I'm slightly surprised to see that because you know I always got the impression he, he was sort of up and coming, but he's obviously seen a chance there for first team football. And when you know when when it's not someone who's desperate, you're desperate to keep. You sort of let him let him go out there and, and, and play. And I, I think he'll probably do well there. Now the other one, of course, is I was surprised to see Carlin. Uh, gone out on loan to Crawley Town. Uh, a, a Carlin, a, a rejuvenated Carlin, probably since uh, the, the, the first quarter of this season, he's really come on leaps and bounds, scored three or four goals in all competitions, starting to get chances again. So were you surprised to see him go out on loan? Yeah, yeah, I was really gutted as well because I agree with you. I think he's he's come on a huge amount under Carl and he's looked, he's looked dangerous this season. Okay, he may not have got you know 10 league goals but in some of the other games he's seen he, he scored some good goals um and he's looked like he's got that that killer instinct a little bit more than he's had the last few years and that that final touch and that final finish which is which is what I think he was lacking when he was being thrown in at, at 17 understandably so um but if he's got a chance to play a lot more first team football then I understand why he's made the move I, I wish him all the best and if he can play for them week in, week out, get a lot of goals and comes back here in the summer, then that's going to do wonders for his confidence. And he's he's someone we can perhaps rely on a bit more again next year as we slowly, slowly try and, and build him back up. Right, obviously the uh, other sort of addition to the squad uh, is uh, my awkward handshake friend, uh, Nicky Ajoso. Funnily enough, actually, he was up at Blackpool and I was walking towards him. I was like, oh God, here we go again. And he actually went, all right. And I was like, oh, he remembers me now. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so he has now rejoined the squad. It was unclear last night. So, uh, uh, you know, the rules are you have to be recalled within the January transfer window. So when we hadn't heard anything last night, we, we, I sort of said on Twitter, it's like, well, we'll wait and see what happens. But because um, it had to be within the window. And sure enough, uh, we found out today that Carl has uh, recalled him. And this is why. He came to me last week. We had a conversation. Uh... I think he accepted what what had gone on. Uh, in some ways, it was one common goal that he knocked on my door, and he uh, he just said, "Gaffer, listen, this this we want to get promoted." And I feel that if you need me for one game, if you need me for fifteen games, I can play some part in that. He, he asked whether they think that he would get another chance with the fans. And I said, "Well, I think you you will." I said, "Because one thing about the fans here." If you go on the pitch and walk around, no. If you go on the pitch and run around, they will certainly accept you. Um, he's got a groin strain. Uh, he trained for two weeks. But he's not trained for two months. So he's had that sort of period. Uh, he might be involved in a game on Monday. Uh, the 23s, we're not too sure yet. See where he is with, with, with that. If not, he'll be in the squad for next Saturday. So with the that prepared for the training ground, you said that he needed to build bridges. Did he? One hundred percent, he did. Yeah. Did he apologise to you? Did he, he spoke about um, wanting to be at Charlton. This is not about Robinson. This is about not offending the club that I work for, and I have to look after. And he feels that. I, and I just looked at my squad, and I was speaking to Stephen Gallon yesterday morning. If you look at, it, we've got a lot of quick. Fast players, we spoke before, they can play up top or in turn or off the right. But we'll lack that goal scorer, probably, if, you, if, you, if you're being all too critical. That can just stay in the box and not do anything and just score. And I don't think there's many better than Nicky and Jose out there. So we we felt that if he was in the right frame of mind, he knew exactly where I was from. I think he would openly tell you there was no hiding or ducking the truth. It was straight, it was honest. Tony Watt got an opportunity this time last year. Uh, so, I can be very fair in my players, but I'm equally fair. And what he said to me was was quite straight. And that's even let man to score goals. So there we have it. That's why Carl Robinson says that Nicky Ojoza has been welcomed back into his squad. Now, I have to admit, at the start of the, uh, at the, start of the transfer window, I, I had absolutely no vision of this happening. And then when he was asked about it a couple of weeks and we talked and, and he talked about it on the show, Carl like we heard what he said on the show, mm. we were all laughing, thinking there's no chance he's coming back. So he's obviously done something right. And like I said, he was he was he did turn up at Blackpool. So that does show a sort of level of willing. Now it's interesting in the club's uh, statement today, they said that Charlton and Berry have come to an agreement because as it stood, 
if we wanted to, we could have just said to Barry, nope, you have to keep paying his wages for the rest of the season. So the way they said we've come to an agreement, does I reckon they might still be paying some of his wages. Uh, that's just the way it's worded. I might be completely wrong on that, but that's what I believe could easily be, be happening here. But you know, he's back now as another body in the squad. We, we needed strikers, we know that. Does he fit this system? Probably not, but it's better than no one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he, look, he's probably not going to be first choice. And you, you've said plenty of times that you know players get a reputation that probably exceeds their actual ability while they're away and yeah. everyone thinks they're better than they are. But he's come back. If, if what Carl says is true, he seems willing to work for us. And maybe he's realised that you know we're potentially on the cusp of something exciting this season. So... I'm prepared to give him a chance. I mean, yes, it was just one season at Swindon, but we have seen what he's capable of. And and it's a different option. And one of the things we've spoken about a few times is Carl's perhaps reluctance to try something different. Um, perhaps that was down to his stubbornness or perhaps it was just down to his options. And now if he's got someone like a Jose on there, he's got no excuse if we are struggling in a game to, to throw him on and do something different, whether it's getting balls in, you know, firing crosses in low and he can be on the edge of the six-yard box, whether it's going 4-4-2. It, it just offers us something different. Um, yeah, when when Zyro came in, I think Robinson did say he's excited mm. now to be able to try different things. So so <clears> maybe, <throat> again, it will fit into what, to what you've just said there. Yeah. Um, like Jose, again, a, a different option, a different type of player. I mean, do you think he's going to bang in 15 goals for the rest of the, for the end of the season, though, for Nicky? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I can't. I, I ain't being horrible. I don't, I don't. I just don't like when he was here. He's, he's obviously got a clean slate now. I just don't think he worked hard enough for me. He definitely in my didn't. opinion, so I, 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 know. I, I know, but I don't. I can't, I can't stand lazy people on, on playing for this team. But um, listen, he's been given another chance. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. Get sixteen goals, and then I'll. I don't know, I'll eat my humble pie or whatever. But you know, if whoever runs on that pitch, you know, I'll always be supporting them. Um, but like you say, he's been given another chance and hopefully he can produce something, even a goal. Because I remember at the beginning, I think it was like, yeah, it was last season, when he, he just couldn't score. I remember there was a home game and he sort of skied one over the bar and it just thought, we always do this to strikers, don't we? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But I, yeah, like I said, I can't see him getting ahead of anything. Whether we can... But it's like you said, it's not when we're chasing the game... If we're chasing a game, go four four two, big man, little man, cardboard box, whatever it is. But <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I think it's something to change. So I, yeah. by all means, I think um, it's worth a go. But yeah, I don't think we're anywhere near the starting eleven. Cool. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. We'll come back in thirty seconds or so. We'll hear what the listeners have made of our January transfer window. <laughs> Does really well as well to do so. Now he's on to take on Buchanan, keeping the ball. Lovely ball into Konza to the touchline. Konza reverse ball back to Forster Kaske, and there's the third. And it's game over and three points for Charlton. So welcome back. This is Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Uh, the transfer window has slammed shut. Uh, I asked you guys if you think that our squad uh, is now capable of promotion. What have you made of our business in the January transfer window? Valley Voice says, I was dreading yesterday more than any other window. Thanks to Robbo and all at Charlton for staying strong and giving us hope that we will come good at the Valley. Times are changing and we can see change that is actually happening. Just two uh, things now. Hello and jog on. <laughs> uh, I assume that's uh, not... Uh, at us, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it, it does feel like I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the takeover in a little while as well. Um, but uh, it does. It, you are feeling a bit more positive now about the club than we were at any point in the last four years. That's certain to say. Yeah, because we have we haven't just sold someone for you know uh, selling off the squad, and then we've actually our recruitment, which we touched on last week, our recruitment's been a lot better than it has recent years because the people who know. Football have been left to make the football decision. So, um, and proof is in the pudding. You get a g- good little squad. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a little positive vibe. Um, we'll obviously go on to stuff later, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think if we keep injury free and we, I think, I've, I've, yeah, I'm really positive for this last end of the season, providing we stay injury free and we don't do anything silly and bottle it. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't bottle it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Arnar says uh, yes. 
Our squad is very capable of promotion. No excuses now. Minimum requirement of Carl Robinson is to finish in the top six. Any final position below that, then his position should be considered. Now, I mean, in terms of getting his own players in, I mean, he's done that to an extent. He's picked the players there. You know, like I said, we're happy with our recruitment. Obviously, he hasn't been able to get players permanently. So whether that adds something or takes something away from how we would build the squad, and like you said, he certainly will... As, as we have to had to do pretty much every summer over the last few years, we have to rebuild an entire squad because the amount of players who will leave on uh, who've been here on loan. But I mean, it, you know, he's got his tools now. Pretty much now, it's down to Carl to get us into that top six minimum. And I guess that is probably a fair ex- expectation from Charlton fans that if we fall below that, then we've you know we failed. Yeah, I think hundred percent. I said at the start of the season that top six was a minimum, um, and. The squad's slightly different now, but if anything, I would say it's slightly stronger. Um, I know Ricky's a big loss, but uh, it's certainly not weaker than it was. Um, yeah, top six has to be our aim. It had to be all season. I think uh, looking at the table, those top three people, so uh, probably a bit too far away now. But there's no reason we can't get fourth. You know, we are on a good run. Um, it is only three games, but coming into Oxford, you know, can we make it four on the bounce? And yeah, I think. There's, I think if any other club had this squad and we were sitting here previewing them, we'd be saying that attacking lineup is is terrifying. Uh, you know, we're going to have to defend really, really well to to stop them scoring. So if you flip that on its head, hopefully that's what other teams are looking to do as well. And okay, maybe it means we're going to have to break them down a bit, but we've got so many options up there now and so many different options that we've got to think we can make the playoffs relatively comfortably yeah. and, and when you look at the pace the pace I mean yeah. the, the pace that we can bring off the bench to run at tired defenders you know when, when there are teams that are solid and hard to break down and they're knackering themselves out for an hour 70 minutes and then you bring on Fosu Marshall you bring on Kai Kai whoever's not been playing for the first 70 minutes to just run at those tired legs I mean it's going to be so hard for them to deal with and we saw it in the last 20 minutes against Walsall here at the Valley where they defended quite well but by the end of it we were running at them and beating them yeah yeah. I mean the the thing thing is just on the tiredness is the one thing we used to start doing at the beginning of the year when people sit back sit behind the ball is we used to just go sideways Mm, mm. but now the only way you've got to go down the sides and like Lou said with, with that pace I'd, I'd sub myself off. I'll go, oh, I'll go, I want to come off that gap. I'm the left back, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> sod that. Well, left back's pretty pacey as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did play left back, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, Reese uh, says, I think for a normal team it would have been an okay transfer window, but in our circumstances with a crap owner who's about to sell and having no money to spend, it was a superb one. To lose Holmes was a shame, but we've replaced him in Kai Kai. We've signed a striker in Zyra and we've already seen how great Mavadidi is. We've uh, also not left any, uh, lost anyone else crucial at all, like Konza, so I'm very happy, and it could have been so much worse. As for getting playoffs, I think it's a real 50-50 chance. Looking at how our rivals did in the transfer window, I think it's going to be four teams fighting for two spots, us, Bradford, Rotherham, and Peterborough. But the most important thing is we have a good chance, and I thought uh, that was going to be unlikely at the start of the window. I mean, and that is the thing. I mean, we've certainly... You know, all our fears at the start of the window. Remember, we spoke to Richard Wiseman from the Trust who'd been in that meeting with Richard Murray and sought assurances that there wouldn't be a fire sale. And there hasn't been a fire sale. You know, Richard Murray said there wouldn't be and there hasn't been. Um, and, you know, so we, you know, all fans were seeking those assurances. And until the the window did actually slam shut, then we weren't, we, we never, it was always at the back of your mind, the ones if someone comes in for Fossey, what happens if someone comes in for Concerts? But now it is closed. As Reece says, we, we have put ourselves right in that window now, in, in, the, in, that, in that corridor of teams that can get in that top six. And it's really now the time for us to grab this opportunity and to, and to run with it. Yeah, and I think we've got every right to be sceptical because we've seen it happen time after time since De Chatelet's been in charge that players are sold, we're weaker than we were and we struggle and we drop off towards the second half of the season. Um, the first part of that hasn't happened now. We've we've kept hold of the big players and we've brought a few players in. So it's important that the second half then follows and our second half of the season is strong. And uh, as I say, I see no reason to believe that it won't be. Um, obviously, there's every chance that, that form can change or injuries can come along. But all being well, th- this squad is, is comfortably good enough to make those playoffs and we we need to perform to show that we can do that. Well, Elliot tweets in saying, judging by the players we've signed and the players we've kept, I personally feel that if the season started on Saturday, then we would win this league. Uh, we're going into the rest of the season with Kai Kai, Zyro, Mavadidi and Ajose. Losing Ricky Holmes was definitely worth it. I mean, are you looking at that squad now and thinking, oh, imagine if we had this at the start <clears> of the year. Yeah, no, it is a, it's an exciting squad and... Uh... 
it's nice to hear some optimism because um, a couple of weeks ago it wasn't so. But um, just touching on the, uh, the obviously the teams that we're challenging, I just looked at the fixtures and we've all got we've got Shrewsbury, Bradford, Blackburn, Scunthorpe, and Rotherham all at home. Yeah. So I think it's in our own hands, and that's when I say bottle it. It's, it is yeah, not bottle job really, but you know we, it's in our hands. We're in a decent position. We've got we've got to play all the big teams at home. So, and when we've played them away, we've been all right as well. Like yeah. we, we obviously beat Bradford, okay, their home record's not good this year. Even when we went away to Blackburn, I thought we were the better team that second half. We bombarded and we just couldn't get the ball in the net. So we've, we've shown we can go away to these big teams as well. And I think we probably, as we have in the last couple of years, stepped our game up against mm. the bigger sides. So if we can continue to do that, probably the Wigan game here this season aside when they blew us away, I think there's, there's every chance we'll get yeah. points against them. Nathan, you just mentioned it was nice to hear some positive mm. thoughts, so you'll be happy that Mark Newbury's email is subject line positive thoughts. <laughs> <Even if laughs> just, uh, best piece of business was keeping Konza. If he goes in the summer, then it will be uh, with a lot of good thoughts, and it does show the maturity of the young man that he's not jumping ship just for a couple of extra quid and the occasional run out in Sheffield. Uh, I think with the attacking players Carter's bought in, uh, it means that we can expect at least, <laughs> at least five or six goals a game minimum, and finally Josh can get a rest. Uh, and if the takeover is completed this month, then the momentum of returning fans can lift the team. Can't pick the starting lineup for Saturday, but it might be a one-two-two-six formation. That's uh, Mark. He says he's off to study for quiz night. Uh, he's only got the moons of Jupiter to learn now. That's impressive. That he's band. done everything other than the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, uh, looking forward to the uh, quiz night in, in favour in uh, honour of uh, Prostate Cancer UK on. Uh, the 26th of uh, February it's a Monday night down at Bexley Heath make sure you buy your tickets on the Charlton website for that it's all for charity uh, Thomas Cross says uh, hello gents very happy considering the situation we were under kept hold of Konza he should have been sold in the summer at least Touchwood uh, we shall have a new owners by then who shall reinvest the fee for him into the squad 11 million still sitting safely in Roland's bank uh, referring to uh, Adam Ola Lookman there of course very impressed with Carl and Steve Gallon's signings thus far uh, be uh, thrilling to see what they can do with some cash we behind them 100% we have a chance of promotion via the playoffs Wigan and Blackburn are already up in my opinion fully fit though uh, we have the best squad in the playoff pack uh, also I feel the Wembley pitch will suit our playing style <laughs> that's, that's a good <laughs> email ahead, uh, yeah I, we find out uh, that you're right there Thomas in terms of the Wembley pitch suiting our style uh, Jacob Starr says not only we've got Konza for the rest of the season when we sell him hopefully the new owners will spend the money uh, from him on new players and that's a couple of things you know people uh, you know Jacob there and, and the email b- before from Thomas both both mentioning you know that you know we, we've seen lots of money come in recently Johan you know Johan Berggumson probably went for a couple of mil Nicky Pope probably went for a mil you know Adamola went for a eight going on ten or whatever it was and you know even Foxy we've probably got a few quid for mm. we ain't seen much of that coming back I mean uh, Cole always mentions that he ain't spent much money at all since he's coming it's all wheeling and dealing and you know wages and freebies and whatnot. so it's interesting it'll be interesting to see uh, how we come out of that right let's have another quick break here on Charlton Live we'll be back in 30 seconds <laughs> Throw from Holmes into Solly. Solly cross ball. Foster's on the far side. Get something on it. Yes! yes! Finished off by Foster Caskey. And Charlton have the lead. Touched on by Defoe, got it back from Cissé. Cissé and Carrick are after it for West Ham. Powell is covering, Rufus getting back. Cissé went for goal, West Ham lead. Edward Cissé celebrates. It was Richard Rufus though tackling back and either might have got the final touch. Jensen and Powell together over the set piece. Powell over it. Jensen at it. Charlton level! The crispest of hits from Klaus Jensen. And David James was grasping at thin air. Purposely side all square in the run-up to half-time. Klaus Jensen picking his spot and finding it immaculately. by Fish. Taken down by Bartlett. 
Wriggled away from Poya. Yule. last week's uh, wish we were there but we got turfed out last week anyway I didn't mm. want to put all my hard work to waste so I thought I'd play <laughs> it uh, anyway a 4-2 win over West Ham back in 2003 I think it was Kishishev scoring always Love that, man. glorious uh, Lee Bowyer playing for West Ham and having a running battle with Scott Parker uh, uh, entertaining right now I think we should mention it because uh, February was the month we promised the uh, takeover was definitely going to happen According, well, not quite, but uh, it, it sounds like Richard Murray is, uh, you know, reiterate. He, he told the trust that he felt that February was a possible. He's now told staff during this week here at the club that February looks like a, uh, so, you know, something should happen in February. So I mean, should hopefully possible. It's still nothing confirmed, but this, I mean, this could be it. Mm. Rick, Rick Everett tweeting, put your money on the Australians as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, but as I think we've probably said since the start of the talk we need to wait for the official statement and we need to wait ah, for it to happen but let's just let's just pretend yeah yeah <laughs> if, if we don't if we really just dream and it, it's obviously yeah the best news we could hope for really um yeah everyone's just kind of waiting aren't they now the month's here we've got 28 days or whatever but just the sooner the better let's just get it done we just wonder if the the actual fact that the January transfer window now now we're out of that it's almost a relief knowing now that at the start of the window we were really hoping it would happen as soon as possible so mm. we could make transfers now we know where we are we haven't got to hang on to that anymore so for us it sort of takes a little bit of the edge off of it in terms of hoping it happens as soon as possible but you know you, you do still want it to happen as soon as possible so we can have a run at getting ready for the summer and but I, I, you do just wonder if that will take some of the urgency away but like mm. I say I mean if Richard Murray's going around briefing staff that he expects it could happen in February then you know fingers crossed eh? yeah I mean obviously I think everyone wants it to happen sooner rather than later but in terms of how things have changed I'm not too sure I don't think they'll they'll come in and sack Robbo I think that'd be crazy if they did anyway that they can't change anything I think recruitment they're probably doing that already for the summer I think they're probably already spoke to people about contracts expiring and whatnot. Um, so I can't see too much changing um but yeah, I think, like you said, just to know that it's done and it's all over, I think is just... And the main thing for me is the fans will come back and mm. that'll be nice to see because it's so scarce down there yeah. sometimes. Because the, the, the pieces of the puzzle are sort of slowly coming back mm. now. So we've got a manager who, who the fans seem to like. Uh, we've got a team that the, that's got some exciting players in it. We've got a good connection with the fans. Um, so th- those are starting to get there but there is still the, the huge stumbling block of the owner now mm. there's so many people who are never going to come back while this owner is here uh, and as you say Nath, when, when when any takeover comes it's a clean slate it's a clean slate for the for the squad for the players who've been here over the last few years it's a clean slate for the supporters it's a chance for the club to come back together again you know there's a football for a fiver coming up at the end of this month say, just yeah, imagine 24. just imagine if it's uh you know, if it's done by then, and all of a sudden the Charlton fans—I mean, do you remember like four or five years ago when it's football 
fiver and you go and ring up your mates and say you want a fancy coming down Charlton no, we ain't been doing that for, mm. for years now all, I'm, I'm certain if the, if, if the takeover happens I reckon we could get a massive crowd for that football for a fiver and it could just be a really special day and that's something that we can uh, look forward to now uh, something that wasn't a very special day last Saturday uh, <laughs> up, up at Blackpool now I um, there was a re- I, I booked a train there was a replacement bus service between Preston and Blackpool so that had, sli- had me slightly worried I wanted to get caught in traffic or anything like that uh, so I decided to get the train <laughs> left Euston at 7.30 in the morning. Oh. It was the smoothest ride I've ever had. Got to Blackpool by <laughs> quarter past 10. I was like, what am I going to do here? Who <laughs> goes to Blackpool that early? <laughs> yeah. just, well, Weatherspoons was packed. I went in there and sat there on my own for a few hours. It was really rain- It was raining quite a bit, but it didn't even remotely occur to me that something bad might happen. I got to the ground. when well, It stopped raining by the time I walked to the ground and you know, looked at car- uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, statue for Jimmy Armfield and got, you know, looked, looked at that, spoke to some locals, find out what was going on. When in, when in, the pitch looked absolutely fine. Uh, then all of a sudden there was a tweet saying that there's a chance of a pitch inspection. Obviously, I'm not really supposed to go on the pitch, so I was sort of walking around the side of it, just touching it with my hand, thinking, it doesn't feel too bad. Then Carl Robinson was on it, so I sort of had a quick chat with him, and he did, He sounded a bit worried. And then, uh, yeah, we, we all know what happened. The pitch inspections happened, uh, and this is what... <laughs> we'll get here a couple of times from Carl. This is what he said uh, just as uh, about 20 past three just after the game had been called off. We're fuming, and I've heard some stupid reports by certain idiots that we didn't want this game on. We asked to play at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, we asked to play at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So if their chairman wants to say that we didn't want to play, we need to have a conversation, me and him, because we were ready to play. And I'm not having that about my players. We were here ready to play. Blackpool were ready to play. So the referee made a decision for the safety of the players. I think you see my reaction walking in once I was told it was off. And we're both not happy. We were in great form. We came here full of expectation, full of hope, and uh, unfortunately, we've been not been able to play. So that's disappointing. Uh, just some breaking news, actually. While we're, while we're hearing that, Brandon Hanlon has signed on loan for the mighty Bromley uh, for the rest of the season. So good luck to, to Brandon. He banged in loads of goals for Bromley. I think it was last season he was there. Mm. Uh, so good luck to him. So there, Carl. Uh, obviously not happy. Mm. Um, now, I, so I walked across the pitch at two o'clock. So just after it got called off, I had to. I, I ran across the pitch, and honestly, I, I did actually think, oh, actually. This is actually quite wet, uh, you know, un- underfoot, which you couldn't really see when you, when when you you were just looking at it, and that, and that wasn't even one of the worst patches. But then I walked back across, uh, mate, uh, you know, twenty past three, so an hour later, and the middle, the, the halfway line was playable, no doubt about it. The worst patches were a little bit dodgy, um, and but I mean, Tom, you, you <laughs> that is no consolation to you. No, that I reckon, it, I reckon, if we waited till four, we could have played. But I mean, you weren't, yeah, you were on the coach. A lot better. <laughs> and uh, uh, describe your day to us. I can't. I'm not allowed to at this time of day. It was uh, what a waste of time. Uh, got up at six forty-five. Got the coach. Sat on it for five and a half hours. Wandered around Blackpool, which is without doubt the worst place on earth. <laughs> got back on the coach and five and a half hours back, and that was that. So uh, yeah, it Don't was it was just awful. Uh, just terrible. Excellent. Well, we heard uh, how upset. I mean, uh, so after the. Um uh, you know the game got called off. We uh, the, the players decided to attend the memorials for Jimmy Armfield, and, and I say well done to the Blackpool supporters. Uh, the way they conducted themselves, uh, remembering one of their own legends, mm. very good, and well done to Carl and his team for going along uh, and paying their respects, both outside at the fan led one and inside with the uh, with, with Blackpool Football Club as well. So well done to that. Um, but also uh, we also heard during Carl's rant there for, uh, after the game was called off, uh, he made an accusation of the Blackpool chairman, which is Carl Oyston. Uh, which he, he's now issued an apology for, uh, which we'll hear here uh, because he's got the wrong person. The barkle at Blackpool the weekend was a disgrace. Um, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a point on that, actually, funny enough. Um, I had to go with their owner for saying something on Saturday. The chair, but I mentioned the chairman. And when I found out who it was, it was actually their owner, not the chairman. Um, I thought their owner was the chairman. Uh, so it was the owner, it wasn't the chairman, so I apologised to Carl. But it was the owner that blamed my players who said they wanted the game off. So I'm not happy about that still. Um, when you're being in the Premier League, <clears> I don't <throat> think you should have a game called off because of your pitch. Yeah. So. Uh, AFC back will play down the road, three miles away. Yeah. Uh, we had a, com- I had a conversation with Carl on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, like I say, we. Two very strong-minded people. You can imagine what was said. 
And I think I just thought it was poor that the game was off. It was even more poor that my players, because of my players, didn't want to play. And I, I don't take that. I think you know how much I'm protective of my club. Don't come from a club or my players. So there we go. So Carl uh, apologising there for wrongly targeting Blackpool chairman Carl Oyston. He actually meant the Blackpool owner, Owen Oyston. Uh, and he's a dodgy <laughs> character. Uh, he's a convicted rapist. If you look up his, uh, his, oh, his nice. Wikipedia page, he's a bit of a dodgy one. So there you go. So uh, Carl apologises for getting the wrong Oyston. If that is the case, if that is who he's referring to uh, as, as the owner. Right, let's move on. Now, we already had this week's Wish We Were There, but there was something that would have been this week's um, if we had, didn't have last week's ones to play, which is something that happened 15 years ago today. And I'm going to play you the audio, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. Charlton looked to fortune. In by Jensen. Fish. Fortune went up. Mark Fish. Deflected it in. And that sums up Sunderland's luck right now. Not just one deflection, but two. Stephen Wright, the unluckiest man of all. Jensen. Kevin Lisby, Scott Parker, Chris Powell. This is good play by Charlton. Oh, it's another own goal! Michael Proctor! Twice in three minutes! This really is the stadium of fright. I can't imagine that even in his 20 years as a league manager on and off, Howard Wilkinson has had one of his teams concede two own goals in the space of three minutes. You're next to bottom of the league, you can't buy a win or a goal. Will Sunderland have scored twice, both in their own net? Oh, it's got it again! It's another own goal! Michael Proctor for a second time. Three own goals in the space of seven minutes. Proctor seemed to turn his back on the ball as it came in from Jensen's corner and wasn't actually looking at it as it struck him on the back and beat the hapless Sorensen. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Up at the Stadium of Light on the 1st of February in 2003. Uh, we won 3-1 in the end, but all, all, all three of our goals were own goals within the space of seven minutes, two of them by Michael Proctor. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Right, I think it is time now to look ahead to Saturday's game uh, with uh, Oxford United here at the Valley. Uh, of course, Carl Robinson uh, was uh, was there at press day today. A little bit of an injury update as we look ahead to Saturday's game. Oxford up on Saturday at the Valley. Uh, will we be seeing uh, Michael Zyro and Kai Kai making their debuts? They're certainly be in the squad, yeah. I'm excited by that. Mark Marshall's now back, uh, although we had a terrifying flight back on Tuesday. <laughs> he was telling us all the story, but he then wants to get back on the plane. Uh, but he's now back in the squad training, uh, which is great. Uh, we're almost fully fit. We're almost nearly everybody fit, and the treatment room being very quiet. Uh, touch wood. Well, touch wood. Uh, that can continue. Jason Pierce, is he available to you? He's uh, probably, he trained on Tuesday, still a little bit. The problem is with a knee injury and you play the way Jason Pierce plays, it's all or nothing with Pearcey. So we've just got to be careful with him a little bit. And what was this flight with Mark Marshall? <laughs> he just says the worst flight. Just, there was food everywhere. and He's just happy to be back. I think he went through the worst turbulence he's ever been through in his life. But he's there. Uh, listen, it was important. He, he lost a family member uh, just the other week. He was devastated with that. Uh, he, a family member who raised him and someone uh, he owes an awful lot to. And football is something that we enjoy, and your family always come first. I'm willing to lose a player for the support mechanism of your family. And it was right that we did that as a football club, and uh, we wished him as, as well as he could be with, with, with the funeral, and we, uh, we thanked us for that. He's a tremendous man, Mark Marshall. He's, he, people can see how honest he works. And uh, he's back, though, he's safe, he's sound. He's a little bit scared when he came in. Typical Mark Marshall, he landed at 9.30. He's on the training ground at 11. That just shows the type of person he is. Having suffered a bereavement, will he be in the... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. By frame of mind, play on Saturday. He's 100%. The bereavement happened two weeks ago when he played two games under that. And uh, he's... Uh, He's in, he's in a good place, Mark, and he's. Um, I think he's starting to grow on people. He didn't maybe start at the, the quality that we think, but the last few games that he's played, he's been sensational. And now we're getting people back. You've got Sully Kai Kai, you've got Michael Zorro, got challenging for them positions. Reevesy, you've got all these players, and uh, on top of that, Stephen Mavidi and Tariq Fosu flying. So it's uh, like the Harlem Globetrotters when they get going and training. They're, they're unbelievable, some of the things that they're coming out with in training. It's as excited as I've been with a team that I've ever managed. So there you go, Carl, talking about the, the, the players that are sort of coming back. And, you know, we, we've got these these new players that are going to be available for the squad. You know, Kai, Kai, Zyra is going to be there. Uh, obviously, Fosu is back from injury as well. Now, he's, he's mentioning the, the excitement he's feeling. I mean, I'm feeling it as well, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and, and as I think we've all said, we've been a bit starved of positive thinking around around the team for a long time. And now we've got it. And... We've won three in a row. We've got people coming back from injury. We have made these couple of signings, and everything's just looking a bit more positive. Obviously, as the potential takeover on the horizon as well. We're okay. We're now just outside the playoffs, but only by a point or two. And yeah, we're we're in a very good place. And the important thing is to not let it get to us. To keep focused. And as I say, uh, I said it a lot towards the end of last season about this season. We needed to have an arrogance, and we need to go into games thinking we're the better team and we can go and win it. And I think at the start of this season we did, and we need to get that back again now. Maybe we have more recently, and if we can keep that going, then we've got no one to fear in this league, apart from maybe the the top one or two. But as Nafe says, we, we haven't got to play them except at, at home for yeah. Blackburn. So. Well, Stephen Jones has tweeted in saying it's all well and good having decent loan signings, but we will see how good they are uh, on on the pitch, not on paper. I'm sceptical until I see what they can bring to the squad. But you know, we, we will find out over the next few weeks. But like I say, on, on paper, they, they should be decent. Matthias says, how close was Josh McGuinness to going? Well, I don't really know, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like he was asked, and we we decided we couldn't get anyone else in, so so said no. Uh, he says he's looking forward to his trip to to come and see the team. Fingers crossed that we get into the playoffs now. Selection headaches aren't really things that we've had too often this season, but with these players coming back to fitness now, I mean, Kai Kai, Zyro, do they come straight into the team? Does McGuinness get a rest straight away? I mean, uh, uh, Jose, it sounds like he's got a, 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 a slight injury, so he's unlikely to be involved this this weekend. But, you know, Marshall's, uh, you know, he was the player who was missing through um, uh, personal issues last week, it would have been, and, and we heard what those were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do. do how, how does Cole go with his? How, how does he play his hand with so so much attacking talent now at his disposal? Um, I'd play Marshy out wide, Mavi on the left, and then I put T in behind Josh. Mm. I drop Reeves. Um, <laughs> you've got those three. Imagine just staring straight at those three: Mavadidi, Fosu, and Marshall. Jesus, Zaro from or McGuinness. Uh, I think Josh will start. I, th- I think. I think um, Zoro did have a big injury, didn't he? So I know he's yeah. not injured now, but um, I think it'd be a bit much because I think he's probably more than likely to change a game than probably Josh is. But um, yeah, I think Josh had a nice week off last week. Um, he's probably raring to go, but it just gives us that other option now. But um, I don't know, like I think Tom said before we went on there, who's going to play in that in the middle and I think that's what the question mm. will be. I mean, is there is there one of the new signings that you think might surprise us, Tom, and might get a start? Uh, I think maybe Kai Kai, but I agree with Nate. For for me, I would keep the the players that we've had here before. Um, so I'd probably have Marshall on one side, Mavadidi on the other. And like Nate, I'd probably put Fosu in behind McGuinness. Um, the other question will be as well with Forster Kasky, presumably back fit now. We've seen how well Aribo's played recently. Will 
it's a difficult choice for Robbo. Mm. And, and as you said earlier, selection headache, really. Do we go with Aribo, who's just been sensational the last few weeks? Or do you bring in Forster Kasky, who weighs in with his own goals and, and helps Kashi so much? And those two have such a good understanding together. Mm. So there's some options, which yeah. is which is good to see. And either way that, that you go with it, I mean, whoever's left on the bench will be itching to get yeah. on, itching to prove a point. And so, like I say, even if we're one all nil-nil in going into the last 20 minutes I'll still fancy us mm. I will still fancy 100%. us to bring someone off the bench and to change it now uh, what, what are you thinking for the cashy back bet well, this week well, I was going to do 3-1 but I'm not sure now so I think if one of us if all one of us put goal score agree on a score and put it out to a poll tomorrow and then yeah. see what right. yeah, no, I'll do a fiver this week so we didn't have a game this week Okay. So, all right, so keep your eyes on the Charlton Live Twitter yeah. uh, we'll do a cashy back bet but let's have your actual predictions for the match please gentlemen 3-1 to Charlton oh. yeah yeah I'll go, I'll, I'll, go two, I'll go 2 1. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to weigh in with a prediction this week because I don't often. 5 0. 4 0. That'd be ridiculous. Did you say 6 or 7? He was going to go <laughs> with 6, <laughs> wasn't he? 4. <laughs> so I'll suddenly hit by reality. It happens every now and then. You wait when we win 6 0 now. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, obviously, uh, we. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back on the Sunday to look back at whatever happens. But uh, just a reminder as well, uh, the Upbeats walk is for is going to be... I can't remember what game it is now, but it's coming up uh, in South End. Uh, no, we've already played South End. Uh, but the, up, the Upbeats walk is going to come back uh, at some point for a, a game in the future. So check out the Charlton website if you want to sign up to that. And as I mentioned earlier, the quiz uh, for Prostate Cancer UK is going to be down at the Bakesley Heath Marriott on the 26th of February, which is a Monday night. Carl Robinson's going to be there. Uh, some you know uh, Johnny Jackson's going to be there Lee Bowie's going to be there and some former players as well like uh, Cole Lieben's obviously going to be there Scott Minto uh, Bob Bold all these legends and are going to we'll be there. there and we'll be there uh, uh, yeah I mean I assumed we're just grouped in with legends we've got a Charlton Live table if you think you can beat me and you know whoever helps me at the quiz <laughs> then, then, then good luck to you but you know buy your tickets and, and be there it's all for a, a very good cause right this has been Charlton Live the big match preview thank you for joining us here on Maritime Radio thank you Tom Wallen cheers Louis thank you Nathan Muller Wally Munda Mendes <laughs> I've been Louis Mendes <laughs> This has been the Big Match Preview. Let's hope that Charlton can continue their fine run of form on Saturday at home to Oxford. Come on, you Reds. We'll see you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.